Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Big news this morning. That's right. Optus is down, baby. The network affecting the number two carrier in Australia, uh, all across Australia, from Melbourne to Perth, as far north as Cairns, all across Tasmania. Our home broadband has been affected too. A uh, bit of a fundamental issue within the Optus network, they're saying. So. Oh, my God. So this mm. morning, right, I get to here to work at Hit 100.9, and... um. I my pass isn't working for the last few days. You know, I can't get in the building. I thought, oh my god, I have to call Dan or I have to call producer Maddie mm-hmm. so they can come out and actually let me in. And I'm trying to call you guys, and I, I'm trying to ring you. It's not going through. And I was like, oh my god, maybe Dan's phone's dead. Mm-hmm. Try and call producer Maddie. Nothing. I'm nothing. like, Jesus Christ, did I run out of credit again? And did I'm you thinking, call him? You may as well. <laughs> I was like, this is he my, listens all the time. I have to stop having credit. <laughs> He's got the best network around the world. <laughs> it's like five G for Jesus. Um, did you think about? Calling Ian Moss, perhaps, because <laughs> he's got a telephone booth on a highway. Maybe the Brooker somewhere. Uh, maybe you should have called the Electric Light Orchestra, perhaps. <laughs> God, I love that song. This is I an love oldie. ELO. This yeah. is a goodie, though, isn't oh, it? Or maybe Blondie, call her. <laughs> She's alive. You could call her anytime. Um, well, you maybe, can't call Optus. No, you can't call Optus, but you can call ABBA because uh, the Swedes are over there. They, they've uh, got a landline, I believe. Um, I don't know if this guy's using carrier pigeons or not, but Drake. Jeez, that's a good song, isn't it? Great song. Yeah, the Nickelback of rap, Drake. The Nickelback of yeah. rap. Or, of course, Maroon 5. You won't be marooned with them. How good is that? I kid you not. All the phone songs in the world. I thought to myself, I'm going to have to find a payphone. Mm. Going to yep. have to go and find a payphone to actually call producer Maddie and Dan and get mm-hmm. inside this building. I just gave up in the end. I thought, they'll find me. Because payphones haven't existed since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. The city of Hobart have deployed new speakers that are going to be blasting 80s music in Wellington Court as a part of an effort to deter antisocial behaviour. But now I'm going to turn up. That's good to say. I love the 80s. Me too. This is just going to become like a cool little party yeah. to teach the next generation, all the Gen Zers and all the young kids out there that have been a bit troubled. Mm-hmm. They're going to now love it. It's like yeah. a free party because who 80s music, Dan and I love 80s music. And yeah. I. this is how the next generation learn. Harley, my son, loves mm-hmm. being Rickrolled. Does Never he? Gonna Give You Up right. by Rick Astley is one of my kids' favourite songs of all time. This is one of my favourites. Uh, Go West, the king of wishful thinking. So uh, I think I will turn up to the Elizabeth <laughs> Street Mall for the first time because I'll be wearing neon colours, maybe some leg warmers, shoulder pads, they'll change, and big hair. And they'll change the music from 80s just to get rid of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would just be like middle-aged dads rocking up in their double denim. That's um, right. But yeah, like I guess it's a loitering spot for at-risk youth. This is what they're worried about, so a deterrent for antisocial behaviour. I mean, we don't want to see that. I'm curious, though, about why the decision landed on 80s music. Like, mm. 80s music is actually quite happy, fun music. Oh, don't even start me. I love this song. I could, I could wait for like, a girl. Why when you play heavy grunge metal or something like mm. that where people are walking through and like, oh, God, I want to get out of here. But mm. maybe the young kids like that as well. but um, A bit of positive ambience. I, I quite like this. They do this in malls all around Australia, actually. They so. do. Well, they were mm. actually, and they, they got slammed for this over in Western Australia, I believe it was. They were trying to deter, which is really sad, homeless people from a certain area within the city, and so they were playing mm. the Wiggles, and they were playing oh, Hot yeah, Potato, right. and the Wiggles were not happy about mm. it. They were like, A, you don't have permission. Mm-hmm. You can't just play our music publicly like that, and don't use our music 
to 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 be nasty to people that need our help, like the most vulnerable vulnerable people. That's not what the Wiggles are about. It only ended up being a pirate that turned up with a feather sword. <laughs> Breakfast with Dan and Christy. It's 100.9. Christy's tradition is to watch Christmas films in November. <laughs> Look, uh, this whole thing, it just kind of came up. We've decorated our house. We have the Christmas tree out. We've started all the lights galore outside. I'm trying to incentivize our neighbours to, you know, mm-hmm. contribute to the whole have a cool um, street with lights thing. And we're getting there. Uh, our hit studio, I brought in stockings for the team. I'm trying to make it a festive spirit, a festive vibe, right? And so I said to hubby Justin, I was like, have we shown the kids Home Alone? And, and we thought, we, we have, but let's redo it again. So on Saturday night, we did Home Alone. And they realised, oh, there's another one Sunday night, Home Alone 2. Home Alone 3, Home Alone oh 4. God. This has gone on for the last four nights. I would nights. stop it too because <laughs> as soon as Macaulay Culkin's out, I'm out. I sorry, know. Uh, I don't know who the other kid is, but sorry to that kid. He's not Macaulay, is he? And so I mm. thought, I kind of run out of Christmas films here because I, I will pay the fact that we've started this a little bit earlier. And I thought, I need 50 Christmas movies to, to keep 50. us going. Well, let's just have is a few Is that how many days sleeve. until Christmas? No, there's, it feels like it. There's less than that. Mm. I think there's about 46 because, you know, I Googled who's this counting? on Saturday. But who's counting? I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> I found the top 10 Christmas best films of all time. Mm. And i got to say, I don't know how I feel about this list, which is why we're asking on 131060 best Christmas films. Number 10 was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I mean, yeah, I haven't even best. seen that. Number 9 is The Snowman from 1982. Number 8 mm. is Edward Scissorhands from 1990. Oh, Edward Scissorhands. Number 7. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's a great film. Number mm. 7, A Christmas Story. And then Home Alone is at 6. Bad Santa, number 5. Number 4 is Elf. Number 3 is Gremlins. Number 2 is Die Hard. And then number 1 is It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. Like, if I can find this film anywhere. I mean, I'll check that's it out. That's when you were born. So. <laughs> Go back and watch it. Um, Katie from Kingston, what do you watch every year, Katie, when it comes to Christmas films? Uh, so we watch The Polar Express. Oh, yeah. We love Tom Hanks. The greatest. Um, it's, what is it about that film that you love? Um, so my kids started watching it when they were little, and it's just like a nice little storyline. Hmm. I love that whole idea of a white Christmas as well, which we might actually have here in Tasmania. Remember, it almost it snowed, I think, December 22nd last year, Yeah, it was something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Who needs I'm to go to the Polar Express? Uh, thanks, thanks for the Katie. suggestion, Katie. And uh, John from Harrow, what do you suggest? It'd have to be the Polar Express. Oh, oh Polar Express, Tom Hanks, animated. Yes. Very good. I've never seen yep. it. Oh, you've got to watch it. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, John. I will give the kids all the credit to John from Howra. You're an absolute legend. Mate, you and, are... I'm ringing from, and I'm ringing from a mobile. <laughs> <laughs> no way, John. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, thanks for the suggestion, mate. Love you, John. <laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. Bye. Taylor from Bridgewater. Hun, Christmas movies. What's your suggestion? How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Okay. Oh, yeah. I haven't even seen that either. Because there's an I animated version. It yeah. wasn't even put on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need. Yeah, the Grinch stole Christmas. So this was in 2000. Um, yeah, revenge-seeking Grinch who plans to ruin Christmas, but then learns a good lesson along the way. All right, then that's on the in Christmas the outskirts of Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> every year when I put my Christmas tree up, uh, without a doubt. Thank you, Tay. My night is sorted. Thanks, hun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bryce from Oakdown's Christmas movies. What's your suggestion? Uh, I'll go for Christmas. Which I'll one? be home for Christmas. Is this the Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I love JTT. He was the best ever. I wanted to marry him. Did, yeah, he's pretty good. Did you too, Bryce? You could do it. Or home. you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to um, marry him. Of course I do. Dan and Christy.
Here's more from Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Tattoos. You've got your husband's name on you, Christy. He has his on me as mm-hmm. well. Oh, how good is that? But would he have your name tattooed on his forehead? No. Well, a lady has done it. Anna Stanskovsky. She shocked her 58,000 TikTok followers by revealing her new ink on her forehead. And you know what it says? Kevin! Kevin! Why would you get that? Because that would be an instant regret for me. And that's a boyfriend. That's not a husband. I've been with my partner for 16 years and I would never get her name, Jane, tattooed across my head. Why would you? But what's with the hmm. across the head thing? That's it for me. Like, yeah. A, that would really hurt. B, you can never be taken seriously. C, what if you end up hating the person or True. not even hating the person, but they're no longer a part of your life? At least <laughs> with other parts of your body, you can cover it up if you if this person is no longer existing and only maybe you know about it. True. There's some famous Kevins that I love. Kevin Costner, Kevin Bacon. Kevin, I mean... I'll get Kevin Bacon. We get Kevin, Kevin. Bacon. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like, well, if you did break up with that person and got a divorce, perhaps, mm. you'd have to find another person called Kevin. Because um, surely that's a joke, because I don't know who Kevin is, but I would run. If I saw my partner do that, I'm like, this. surely that's not real. But she's in Bali, and she's an influencer. And she's so, had mm. 19 million people do it. Look, let's say this and just say it out loud. It's her body, so it's her choice, it's but true. surely this isn't real. Like, what was she thinking? Where were her girlfriends that just went, mm-hmm. babe, just take us? Where was Kevin in all of this? Yeah. Why didn't Kevin, Kevin. turn it around? I think he was lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Tessa Randello is joining us in the studio. Good morning, Tessa Randello. Good morning. From the news. What a weird morning it's been. One, with the Optus national outage, and two, interest rate hike in I Australia. know. All mm. sorts of things going on this morning. Mm. So I guess for people who don't know yet, the cash rate has gone up another 25 basis points to 4.35%. That's the highest it's been in 12 years, which mm. is a massive move. And I guess for people who keep hearing the cash rate going up and not really understanding how it's affecting everything else, basically every time inflation increases, the Reserve Bank is trying to bring up the cash rate to bring down inflation. And at the moment, because of all the stuff that is happening in the Middle East, petrol prices are going up. Mm. That has pushed up inflation and that is why the cash rate has had to go up. That's crazy. And groceries, bills. Yeah, yeah everything. It doesn't get any better, does no, it? No, it doesn't. But you no. know what? Even you just saying then, Tessa, and this is the only thing that I will pay out of this rate rise because it's very hard times and very frustrating. Um, you know, you mentioned what's happening over in the Middle East at the mm-hmm. moment. And I guess it gives you that perception of like, all right, yes, we have to pay a bit more money now because of what's going on. But you think about all the tragedy and the lives being lost overseas as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are lucky to live here in Australia, mm. except for the cost of everything. I mean, even like I said to Dan, and I whinge about this all the time, but going to even... Woolies and doing a food shop, you know, like everything. And you understand why, but God, it's expensive. Yeah, it's really tough. And Mm. I guess that also is kind of pushing on to house prices. Obviously, when the cash rate goes up, everyone who has a mortgage will have to start paying more on that mortgage. So it's good for people who are saving, like retirees who have money away, but it's not great for people who are paying off their loans. And it kind of comes as house prices are still continuing to kind of increase, fluctuate. And some new data actually found that in Hobart, we need to be on a salary of 134000 to Jeez. buy a house in Hobart. Yeah. When well, you find lighting, <laughs> yeah, I honestly feel like a lab rate. Like things are just getting worse and worse, aren't they? Did you say a hun- people mm. have to be on a salary of $134,000? Yep. It's kind of like an average for like what you have to be making alone to try and get the average house. But like in Australia, the average salary is 90000 So that's mm. way above. 
Bloody hell. Do you think the rich will get richer during this time? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Coldplay. Are you a big fan of Chris Martin and the lads from Coldplay? Especially when he says Gwyneth's making drumsticks in the, yeah. in the TV show Extras. I love Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the greatest singers of all time and he seems like this big, walking, happy cuddly teddy bear. He seems really nice. He's a wonderful dude. And this is what he's doing on Instagram. He's telling the world to be involved in a Coldplay track. Now, Coldplay get a pretty bad rap from a lot of people. People are like, oh, they're bland, they're crap. I love Coldplay. Yeah, as if they are. They're amazing. Mm. Yeah, well, they are. And they finished a song called Moon Music. And if we would like to be on it in the world, he wants us to be a part of the song. So all you have to do is record yourself singing, ah... For a few seconds at <laughs> oneworld.coldplay.com. So anyone at home can take part in this and you'll actually be on the song. And you can, uh, you know, sing in a G or a C in, in any octave. In a G, uh, so it says, might be hard to find. <laughs> well, it's a pretty hard one. I've never found the G string. Um, but, uh, you, yeah, so much love from Chris, Guy, Will and Johnny, they say. So uh, they're going to do a song. So I've actually got the website up already. It's oneworld.coldplay.com. And at the moment, they've got a leaderboard. So the USA is winning with the amount of people saying, ah, on their song. This is cool. And I love the like the Instagram caption. He explains it very well. He says, you know, we've nearly finished Moon Music. If you'd like to be on it too, all you have to do, like Dan said, is do that note. Ah, you upload it. And mm-hmm. then they're going to apparently use everyone's audio all across the world. You're telling me the United States are betting us? No way. United States are winning. Uh, Germany's in there. Great Britain, Italy, France. So all around the UK. But um, Australia needs to sing this C note. So have a listen to this. A C like this. Uh... You ready? All right, it's Three, kind of low. Three, two, okay. one. Okay, but you went up then. Is that yeah. up and high? Do yeah, you I'm need going to... higher. <laughs> I'm G-string. I'm hitting a G. you got a really good voice, so that's the thing. You can sing. So I think we're going to be on the next album. So are uh, you ready? We'll record it again. Let's go this again. One. All right, okay, and we're let's, going let's low and slow. Like this. Uh... Uh... Damn it, we nearly had a singing career. <laughs> Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Glenn Maxwell, not human. Is he, Christy? Not human <laughs> not at, at all. all. No. Cricketer. Yes, uh, legend. I knew that. One of the most astonishing Cricket World Cup innings of all time. 201 off 128 balls uh, to lead Australia past Afghanistan. And we were in dire straits. We were in Mark Knopfler territory, they say. <laughs> we were 91 for seven, which means seven wickets down. Uh, so that's only a couple of batters left in there. And we chased down the target of 292 due to this colossal innings. That is the greatest wow. innings of cricket ever. I've said it. That's excellent. It's the best. Yeah, what a knock. That's amazing. It's fantastic, isn't it? So <laughs> I don't know that's if it, you know much about cricket, but what he's done is will never be repeated. I, you know what? The, I, I do know a little bit about cricket. Not like you do. Like, you're the sports guy. You know it so much better than me. But I do love and appreciate mm. um, when you see true sportsmanship like this. But I do know as well that Afghanistan are a very, very, very good team. Am I wrong? This is right, right? You are probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that Australia not, not historically, but has they, done they so went well. 291, so they're a good team. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like 300 in one day is pretty good. Uh, but Glenn Maxwell did chase it down in saying that. That's really which good, is though. Amazing. Yeah, well, this for is me, the high score. Okay, I'm going to be honest where I'm at. Sorry, mm. I know you were saying the high score. <laughs> I right. thought that I thought that the Cricket World Cup. 
I didn't know we were still going with this. I thought that, didn't you say the other day or something had ended? No, did I imagine that? You're imagining, I, I think you're imagining it <laughs> in your head. It's only been going for maybe four weeks. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe it feels a bit longer. <laughs> we all know what that's like. <laughs> Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy will go anywhere you do with the listener app. Get it today. Hit 100.9. Lock this date in the diary. Sunday, 12th of November. It's the Clubhouse presents Catherine McClintock in Burst, and she's a former Tasmanian. She's a Canadian comedian, too. And Kat joins us right now to talk about it. Hello, Kat. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. thanks, Kat. So you're bringing your sold-out Melbourne International Comedy Festival show to Hobart for one night only. That's very exciting. Sold out in Melbourne. Sold out in Melbourne. Uh, I did it earlier this year in Launceston as well. Sold out there. So it's a fun show. I think people will like it. (laughs) And what is Burst all about? It's about how, you know, hopes and dreams are uh, pointless. (laughs) Fair enough. You hit the nail on the head. (laughs) No, no, uh, I think, you know, I'm still an optimist at heart, but it's about how life doesn't always work out how we plan it. You know, like the time I moved from Canada uh, to Australia for something uh, big and exciting, and instead I lived in East Devonport for 13 years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, things really did not turn out well. <laughs> no yeah. shade, East Devonport. Like, it has a beautiful view um, of the carpet factory. But we all love carpet. And, hun, you have a lot of hats. You're a comedian, you're a nurse, you're a mum. You do a lot with your time outside of performing on stage, but you also use what's going on with your real life as your content as well, which I really like. How did you get into the habit of finding little things that are happening throughout your life where you thought, you know what, I can get out and I'm going to get up on stage and I'm going to tell a story about it. Yeah, I'd always thought about comedy. I love comedy, love Saturday Night Live. Living in Tassie, I just had no concept of how things work and how to get up and do comedy, but raw comedy came along. I went for it. And and so throughout the time, you know, that I'm writing material and stuff, I just write little things down. And also, you know, because I struggle with an autoimmune disease and I've got kids and all of managing all of those things, that's just where the humor comes comes up because otherwise you've got to look at the humor in life you know <laughs> yeah if you don't laugh you cry right <laughs> exactly so what is the name of your autoimmune disease because nobody can pronounce this can they no it's called dermatomyositis mm-hmm. and um you know when they bring when you when you visit the hospital or you visit a doctor surgery and, and they bring all the students around you know you've got something that's a little bit different yeah it's uh you know trouble with my skin and my muscles and it causes fatigue and brain fog and I can't do things, you know, like vacuum and wash the dishes and scrub the toilet. I can't do any of this <laughs> stuff. Know. Anyway. <laughs> he doesn't anyway. I have no diseases. Oh, honey, yeah, well, you know, you're laughing your way through it all with the, you know, the heartache and the tears and stuff and making other people laugh, which is really great too. But I've got a yeah. theory as well, Kat, that Tasmania is kind of like Canada because here we have like the Southern Lights and I know there's the Northern Lights over in Canada. Here we have the snow. In Canada, there's the snow. Is the sense of humour kind of the same in Tasmania as what it is over in Canada? I think so. It can be, you know, we're pretty down to earth. We have sort of positive outtakes of things. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you guys and like we've got have the same Avril. Poutine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've got Justin Bieber, who's funny in both languages. <laughs> you have Avril Levine, we have Russell Crowe. Or is he even <laughs> outside of Russell Crowe? No, know. he's New Zealand. <laughs> they can claim him now. Throwing yeah. too many phones. But uh, I love your style, and you're always taking the silly with substance, which is really good. What is the worst gig that you've ever had, Catherine McClintock? Because I love to hear this from comedians. At the comedy festival, I had like many 
uh, several shows that were sold out, but I had one night where there were two people. Uh, <laughs> this happens to a lot of comedians. Uh-huh. I've done that. <laughs> uh, two people, and I don't know how they found me, but uh, they turned up, and I said, "Listen, you know, we can either go ahead with the show, or uh, you can come ahead, come another night." And they said, "No, we'll do the show now." Okay. And then basically, over the course of the show, I, I figured out that English was a second language, uh, which is a challenge. Uh, they'd never seen stand-up comedy before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least 30 years older than me, so they had no idea of any of the cultural references in my show. Oh, but we, my. So I just threw a lot of my stuff out the window, and we kind of just had a chat, and they still had a really great time. So it's a learning experience, for sure. Yeah. Dan's told me that he did that, that he was performing to not many people there, That's and you right. guys just went out instead. It was me, Tommy Little, Dave Thornton, and Luke McGregor to two German backpackers, and they had no idea what was happening. <laughs> so we just took them out for dinner. <laughs> But, yeah, this is what happens. Uh, so where can we get tickets? Clubhouse. Um, it's a great venue, Clubhouse, isn't it? Yeah. So it's Clubhouse Comedy. It's at um, the Hobart Brewing Company. Uh, you can go to Clubhouse Comedy on Facebook or on uh, if you search it on Google. And it's at Humanitics as well is how you get the tickets. And I believe there'll be some at the door as well. But uh, there's limited tickets. Get on it. Catherine McClintock from Burst. We can't wait to see you at the Clubhouse on Sunday. Thanks, Kat. Thank you. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hobart's Hit 100.9.